0: Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Let's go. Are you ready to level up? The podcast for leaders, entrepreneurs, and business with your hosts, Jose Medina and Crystal Garcia. It's time to level up.
1: Welcome to the first bonus episode of Level Up Podcast, the Undeniable Level Up, where we focus on entrepreneurs, businesses, and leaders developing the skills that they need to level up, to go from being great to being undeniable. And today for our bonus, uh, we're going to cover resiliency, and we're going to talk about power of resiliency. You know, this is a good topic for many reasons. The main reason being that, you know, 2020 was... 2020 was difficult for a lot of people. 2020 had the 2020 had shares of problems. Uh, there, was, uh, there was COVID, of course, um, really changed the, the landscape of, of the world, of the nation, uh, the world, really. Um, but most, uh, most impactful for us, in the nation. We saw a lot of sickness. We saw a lot of death. We saw a lot of unemployment. We saw a lot of poverty and we also saw you know a lot of businesses shutting down and people struggling and so if you've ever needed to be resilient now's the time but i recently saw a an instagram post that said if 2020 didn't bring out the hustle in you it's not in you (laughs) you don't have it (laughs) you don't have that (laughs) genetic you're not made that way you don't have that genetic makeup and um I think that really speaks to to really to resiliency because some people are just a little bit more resilient than others and some people know how to be resilient and some people don't know how to be resilient. Some people need sure. to need to learn some that's a skill set that they need to work on. Maybe they haven't had to always be resilient. Maybe they've been blessed most of their life and they've never really had a challenge or been in a difficult situation. And those are the people that we're speaking to. The, those people that, you know, maybe going through something. Maybe you're going through um, maybe dealing some with COVID. Maybe you lost your job uh, like I did. Maybe you are, you know, you're going through a divorce. Uh, maybe you haven't paid your, your rent in 12 months because you've been unemployed and you're at risk of losing your house or something like that. Whatever it is, resiliency gives you the power to bounce back from that. All right. And today we want to talk about resiliency and how to be unbreakable, how to keep the world from breaking you. So we'll, go, we'll just go ahead and get into it. Crystal, do you have a story of when you had to you know, be resilient?
0: I do. In 2008, I was sexually assaulted by a high-ranking non-commissioned officer while deployed to Afghanistan. I didn't trust my leadership, and definitely not my first-line leader, with the issue. I couldn't eat. I was terrified to sleep. And when I did fall asleep, I couldn't wake up. When I finally found the strength to file a report, my case was mishandled pretty grossly. Um, by leadership that I depended on to protect me and take care of me. It resulted in reprisal, harassment, and continued victimization. I was constantly cornered by my victimizer Um, where I worked, outside in the dark. I was even pulled from attending promotion board and told that I couldn't leave my work area. This kept me close to my assailant. Due to the stress of the deployment with the sexual assault, I returned home with PTSD I redeployed to the station that I that I left from Fort Campbell, and then I PCS to Fort Bragg. When I arrived at Fort Bragg, um, my depression continued, and I and I really struggled to take care of myself, let alone you know others. So I had soldiers. Um, I was challenged and targeted for my passion and taking care of soldiers and encouraging others to do the same. I began to no longer see the honor in serving. I no longer trusted army leadership and I no longer wanted to wear the uniform. Um, What changed this for me was that shortly after I deployed to Haiti and it was while I was in Haiti that I met one of the most phenomenal leaders I've ever known, Major General Louis Fassat. And what kind of broke me out of that kind of trajectory that that I was kind of coasting along through was his leadership. And to be such a high ranking individual, it's actually very difficult to reach soldiers at at lower levels Um, at his level. You know, he would be considered an executive and I would have been considered more so along the lines of like an associate or, you know, lower level employee, um, not even so much management even though I was a leader and he was very the way he led. He was not a do as I say, but he was a do as I do leader. Um, He exemplified the army values. He led with compassion, but he also held people accountable when their feet needed to be held to the fire. He did that. And I remember when I met him, I was at the lowest point my life ever and he actually um I was a medic in the military and he actually came in one night I was I was working late one night in the clinic and doing spreadsheets that I used to get teased for for doing all these nerdy spreadsheets and so I was working on some stuff and he came in and he said hey he had on and he disputes this I say he was wearing Crocs but he tells me he wasn't wearing Crocs But he was wearing some kind of flip flops or, you know, silly shoes. And he walked in and um, he had on his physical fitness uniform and he said, I don't know what the deal is, but he said, I've taken, I've done everything the military tells you to do. I've taken ibuprofen, I've, you know, drank water and he's like, I'm having some kind of reaction to something. And um, I said, okay, I'll get you taken care of. So I got up and did everything that I would have done medically to, you know, to triage him and to take care of him. And lo and behold, at the very end, when I'm getting his information, I'm writing everything down. I'd been, you know, kind of joking with him and just treating him like I would anybody else. And when I asked him his name, he gave me his name. And then when I asked him his rank and he said, major general, I immediately had to take a big swallow. And I was like, uh Oh, (laughs) I've been, I've been joking around with him and, you know, treating him the way I would anybody. But what I appreciated in that moment was that he treated me like he would have treated anybody else. So he didn't treat me differently. He didn't demand to be treated differently. He was humble and he treated me with dignity and respect. And that was the moment for me that truly changed my life, changed my life when it came to leadership. But it also created a depth of resiliency in me that I didn't even realize I had. Being resilient doesn't mean that you're perfect. It definitely doesn't mean that it's easy. But it does mean that when you're going through something that seems impossible or you're going through something that seems that it's just too much. That you can be resilient.
1: That's very profound, and um, I really appreciate you being vulnerable with our audience and sharing that story. I didn't know that's what you were going to talk about, so it kind of came as a shock to me. I know that was a, uh, a tough time, and I met General Vasad at one of your promotions. I think it was a reenlistment, wasn't it? Yeah, I met General Vasad, and definitely stand-up guy an amazing leader and hopefully one of these days we can have him on the podcast. It'd be awesome to talk to him about, you know, his remembering of whether he was wearing Crocs or not. (laughs) Crystal, what do you think changed for you that moment? Like what gave you the strength to push on after something like that? That's, that's something unimaginable. It's really tough to get through something that traumatic. How did you manage to do that? How did you manage to, to wake up every day put your uniform on, show up to formation, do PT, you know, do all the things that you're expected to do as a soldier while you're still handling that, that, that trauma. And especially when it's been pushed through the chain of command and it's been mishandled and it's, you know, all all that stuff, like what, what kept you going?
0: You know, I think that in life, as you experience different things in your journey throughout life, that you're exposed to many different things some people more than others and personally for me i started off in the medical field at a very young age um i probably was about 15 and you know was in the medical field for most of my although i think i'm still pretty young but for most of my career and i was exposed to a lot of different things some of the the worst things that you possibly could ever imagine And I remember in these moments thinking about, not just my family, because I definitely thought about my kids all the time, but thinking about the fact that people experience just horrible, horrible tragedies in their lives. And not just medically, you know, I had seen people in the emergency room who had taken their lives, who had been severely beaten, um, children who had been abused, you know in war you see people who have who have been mangled in explosions burned alive and I feel like my path in life being in that field really exposed me to some of the worst things that you could ever see and because of that created a level of not even a level I'll say a layer of toughness in knowing that people experience worse things than you in knowing that it causes to ground you in a sense into you know what this is really really bad but there's a lot of stuff out there that's a lot worse right that you know i have
1: i have some tips for for being resilient that i'm going to share in your story what kind of surprised me was that a lot of the things that allowed you to come back from that, because it's very easy to spiral out of control. Like a lot of people that experience something like that, become they become detrimental to themselves. They self sabotage. They, um, you know, they don't show up to formation. They don't come to work. They do a bad job. But you were, um, you you continued to to put one foot in front of the other. In the ten steps that I have. For our listeners to learn to be unbreakable and learn to be resilient, I see that you did you did a lot of those things. And and as as we go through them, I want to kind of talk a little bit about each step, like where you were at in your resiliency when you were going through what you had experienced. I just want to know, and I want our our listeners to know whether that was something that you were thinking about or it was something that that was going through your mind. Because not everybody is able to do the thing that you've done. You know, no, not everybody is able to come back from that in such a such a way and continue to win. You know what I'm saying? Most people, that's it for them. You know what I'm saying? That's the, that's the thing that breaks them and the thing that doesn't allow them to succeed in life. You didn't let that stop you. You didn't have to become a roadblock to you. Uh, you continued to move forward and continue to push through. So the 10 things that you can do to be resilient, have resiliency in your life, and to be unbreakable. The first one is to identify your why, all right, knowing your purpose and knowing what you're here to do and why you do what you do. And you kind of alluded a little bit to that when in your story, when you were talking about I was a medic and I was taking care of people who had been through worse. and to me that's that's very, very, very like 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 uncanny how close that is to your current why. Absolutely. Yeah. So definitely identify your why. The second one is find confidence in who you are, and that comes from your values and being confident in who you are and being around people who appreciate you for who you are and love you for who you are. At that time, did you have an issue with your confidence or, or how was your confidence at the time? Did that shake your confidence?
0: You know, what's funny is to the people who didn't know me very well and even to my soldiers and those around me, like I said before, you know, sometimes those things come out at home. Um, When I'm feeling a certain way, but generally people around me have no idea. So during this particular time, nobody knew there were things that were happening. Like, you know, when, when I couldn't go to sleep and I'd wake up late, I'd go to work late, you know, I'd show up late. Um, Obviously those were things that were extremely out of character for me, but to, to those around me, nothing was wrong. Um, They couldn't tell, they couldn't see a shift in what was happening And probably a really good leader probably would have recognized some of those things and been like, something's up. You know, this isn't this isn't in her nature. You know, these things that are happening. Something's got to be going on because this just isn't this isn't what we're used to seeing. Unfortunately, that's not something I experienced. But I definitely my best friend. Actually, I talked to her a lot. She was like my sister Um, when I deployed. um, I actually got picked up in an ambulance because my family wasn't there when I, you know, when I came home. Um, from Afghanistan, so my ride from from there was in an ambulance because she always showed up. So she showed up to get me, get me yeah. in my bags.
1: Yeah, Misty, Misty was that type of a person. Even if she has to show up in an ambulance, she's coming to get you. She is showing up, and that's that's amazing. Um, and that really brings you to the third step of being resilient and being unbreakable is you know develop your circle and make sure that the people that you have in your circle are there to support you and help you grow. And it sounds like. That was, Missy was your circle. Was there anybody else that was in your circle that helped you through that time?
0: At that point in time, no, really. I There were some good people that we worked with, you know, prior to me leaving, sure. but she really, she was my best friend, she was my person. She was, you know, like my sister. She was the only family I had in that area. She really was all I had, you know, at that point in time.
1: Right. The fourth step is to self-assess and change regularly you know, some of us go through life and we never self-assess and we stay the same person we were when we were, you know, 15, 16 years old. And, and as we get older, we just, we're just the same person. We never do a self-assessment. We never identify our strength and our weaknesses and we never improve. So it's important that when you're going through something that has the capacity to break you and change you and tear you down, that you self-assess and that you change regularly. Uh, did you do any self-assessment or any changing during that time?
0: For sure. I always feel like I'm I'm in a constant, you know, stage of, of transformation always. But definitely in that experience, I really learned a lot. Um, I learned what kind of leader I didn't want to be. I learned what kind of leader I did want to be. I learned how easy it is to overlook um, when people are going through things. I learned how easy it is to, to get caught up and brought down, you know, while you're experiencing something and how easily it can, it can take over your life and how important it is to be resilient, to learn to be resilient. Fortunately for me, and I say, you know, and I'm, I'm, I really mean this is I had been through enough things prior to that. I feel like that it created, you know, that, that resiliency to where, when I, when I went through something that was so impactful on such a, you know, grand scale, that it allowed for me to be that much more resilient, you know, during that time.
1: Right. Yeah. I I know that resiliency is 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 a compound has compounding effect. You know, for sure. The small things that you recover from give you the strength to get over the bigger things that you end up having to deal with later on in life. Um, so that's really great. That does take us to the fifth thing that you can do. The the number five is foster positive mindset by being grounded in the present and it sounds like you know even though through everything you were you were going through you were really keeping a positive mindset you were showing up to work no one no one at work knew you were going through something because you were maintaining a positive mindset no one kind of really knew what was happening with you um do you agree with that definitely yeah Uh, number six be compassionate with yourself sometimes we can be our biggest critic we can be hardest on us you know as individuals we can be hardest on ourselves way harder than anybody else could ever be on us and our self-talk can be more damaging than any put downs or any attacks that we get from any anybody in our circle or anybody in our in our uh, communities and anybody in our lives how were you compassionate with yourself
0: i honestly think i was that compassionate with myself you weren't no during that time frame you know just and this is actually a victim's mindset but i was thinking what did i do that you know, brought this on. What could I have done that would have prevented this situation? You know, I even remember thinking I can't go home because if I go home, everybody's going to know something's wrong. Everybody, everybody knows I wouldn't just up and leave. So I just remember really beating myself up more than anybody could have. During that time, I don't think that I was compassionate with myself at all.
1: Right. Did your conversations with um, with Misty, did did you find any compassion there?
0: Um, definitely through her. And I'll say that um, really that's probably where the compassion came from was from her and, and really not myself. But she reminded me that that's so very common for a victim to feel that way and that it wasn't accurate. And really to help put me, you know, help put things in perspective for me. Her being compassionate with me and walking me through it and talking me through even some things that she had been through and how she was able to come out on the other side and how you know one of the things that really stuck with me that she shared with me is that it would allow that my story would one day heal somebody else right and even if it was just one person that something good would come out of it right and that's definitely been true yeah that's good
1: I think that um, it's important that we do find that compassion within ourselves and when we are having a difficult time, to be able to go to that that circle of yours, your your group of friends, that core group of people that really build you up and try to find the compassion there when you can't find it in yourself, when you're going through something that's super destructive, you know, super difficult to deal with and something that's capable of breaking you. Step number seven is... Be comfortable in handling conflict. You know, there's a lot of conflict that comes with um, these types of challenges. And and Crystal, what were you going through any conflict during this time? Did you have any conflict that you were dealing with?
0: Um, what do you mean? Like conflict with myself? Or- conflict
1: with yourself. Conflict with uh, the perpetrator. Conflict with your chain of command. What, like, How did you deal with that conflict? Because a lot of times people will, will either shut down they'll run away they'll you know i'm saying people have different ways of dealing with conflict and that's that's all conflict but did you have any conflicting situations at the time
0: yeah there definitely was a lot of conflict and how i dealt with it was i remember my mom telling me a long time ago when i was a little girl that if you don't stand for something you fall for anything and so i remember thinking you know what I'm not gonna bow down I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bow out I'm gonna be strong and I'm not gonna let this take over in those moments where there was conflict I approached that in the best way you know I could given given my my knowledge base and experience at that time. Sure, I developed kind of my own strategies to mitigate trying to have the least amount of conflict as possible. So I tried to mitigate a lot of situations that could have taken place and did that to the best of my ability. I also used, you know, like you mentioned earlier, my best friend. Um, I had lots of conversations with her and you know, she was deployed with me. So she got my calls all the time and I would have conversations with her about, you know, what was happening and, and how I could approach the situation better to have an outside perspective. But definitely, Um, learning to handle conflict is um, very paramount in being resilient.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Step number eight is to set goals and to work to achieve those goals. Give yourself something to work towards. What types of things were you working towards? Did you set any goals for yourself as you were dealing with the situation?
0: I knew that I was going to be stationed at a new location when I got home. So I started, you know, kind of putting my mind on other things and was um, prepping for the move that was going to happen. I had a house that I was going to be renting out. And so I just kind of started to take that that energy and use it somewhere else, um, something that was more positive. So I set goals that were surrounded by me being successful in those other aspects of my life.
1: Right, right. Were you trying to get promoted at the time or were you not? Or how was that working?
0: I was. And I had everything that I possibly could have to get promoted um, so anything that I could work on, I worked towards in increasing you know, my promotion points because you, in the military they have a point system that they used based on the job that you're doing. As to who can be promoted, you have to be within a certain point range. So if there was any areas where I was able to improve those points, that's what I was working towards. And so I was very aggressive with it.
1: Gotcha. Were you doing any school at the time?
0: I was. I actually had just finished my bachelor's and was working on my master's i actually was working on my master's while i was deployed got it so okay.
1: yeah setting goals um it really gives you a future looking state a lot of times when you've gone through something that breaks your spirit sometimes it's hard to see the future
0: it is but you know one way that you can for me that's been very profound in me dealing with you know, setbacks or things that you go through that are uncomfortable is focusing that energy on something positive because where you plant your seed is where you're going to grow your harvest, right? Right. So, where you focus your energy is where you're going to experience that growth. And so, if you want growth in a negative area, then you focus your energy on that negative area. But if you want growth right. on a positive area, then you focus it on that area. And so, I took that energy that I was feeling like was negative, And I diverted it to something that was positive. So getting my education and preparing myself for a move. And those were definitely very effective.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Step number nine is to act with intention. And a lot of times we can become very lethargic in our misery, lethargic in our challenges. You know, when you get depressed, anybody who's ever been depressed, you just kind of languish. You just kind of sit around and you kind of marinate in your own sweat because you just don't have the motivation. You don't have anybody picking you up or, you know, pushing you forward. And so it's important to act with intention. And it sounds like that's what you were doing in terms of, you know, working on your move, continuing to work on school, working on your promotion. It sounds like you were doing the things with intention to continue to, to move forward. And that's big. The very last one is to have a growth mindset, to continue to learn, to grow as an individual. Did you do any growing during that time? Like, did you kind of, oh, what man. was your mindset?
0: A lot. You know, like I said earlier, from realizing how bad leadership can be to realizing how phenomenal leadership can be, I grew a lot. I really learned a lot during that situation. And, you know, the, the value of those lessons has been you know astronomical for me in my personal life and in my professional life so even a bad situation can render you know some extraordinary growth results
1: right no absolutely I don't even have a story to follow that I just you know I've I've had my moments of resiliency but I've never gone through anything that has been just that devastating I really appreciate you sharing that story thank you If you want to learn more about resiliency, I will be providing a link at the bottom of our bonus podcast for you to go out and check out. If you are enjoying the podcast, the Undeniable Level Up podcast, then I encourage you to subscribe to our podcast, either on iTunes or Spotify or or any other platform that you're using to listen to it. Leave us a review. Uh, Let us know what we're doing good. Let us know what we're doing bad. Let us know where we need to improve on. And then share share this podcast with other people. There are great lessons here in our discussions that we that we kind of learn. And sometimes, as we're going through these discussions, guess what? We're learning too. We're learning as we as we have these conversations. Sure. So there is somebody out there that, that may be able to that may need to hear this message. There may be someone out there that's going through something with COVID that maybe lost somebody close to them. There may be someone out there that is is dealing with someone who's sick or someone who's in a bad situation, or they may be in a bad situation. Uh, and they may need to hear how they can improve their current situation and uh, become just a little bit more resilient so that they can overcome uh, the challenges that they're facing. 2021 is going to be a phenomenal year, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to come with the challenges. It's not going to come with issues, and it's not going to come with setbacks. So it's important that we work on our resiliency and that we you know, are deliberate in how we move. How we move. How we move. How we move. <laughs>